This is Guided Rebooted, the podcast made for highly sensitive women, empathic women, or women who just have a lot of spiritual gifts. I'm Susan DeVreen, and I'm an intuitive coach, heart whisperer, and a mystic. And in this podcast, I hope to inspire you to explore your own spiritual gifts, get clarity on them, feel validated, and move them forward so that you can feel encouraged to express who you truly are. Welcome. In today's episode, we're going to find out how do you find your inner CFI, Chief Fun Investigator. My guest, Louise Howard, is a holistic mindset and business coach, helping coaches, healers, and therapists who are sick and tired of going round in circles to be able to create a consistent income in their business without the hustle, using a blend of life script and human design coaching, helping her clients move from struggle and hustle to flow, ease, and achieving those income goals. Louise uses a wealth of knowledge that she gained from studying psychology, NLP, psychotherapy, holistic coaching, and her own personal experiences and business to help entrepreneurs ditch the limiting beliefs and past conditioning to enable them to master their mindset and create a business and life they love. When Louise isn't working, you'll find her on the yoga mat. She's also a yoga teacher, reading, meditating, or doing some sort of spiritual stuff. I'd like to introduce my guest today, Louise Howard. Welcome, Louise. Thank you for being a guest here on Guided. Thank you for having me. I am super excited to be here. (laughs) Glad to have you here. So with these interviews, I always kick it off with a very easy question that everybody can answer. Mm -hmm. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from England, uh, a small town in the northwest of England called Ormskirk, which no one's probably ever heard of. uh, (laughs) But it's quite close to Liverpool, which maybe you've heard of. So, yeah, maybe. There's a band that came from there, I think. Well, just a small, they were kind of popular, you know, in the 60s. (laughs) 60s is so long ago. I know. (laughs) So anyway, we're talking about the Beatles, people. Anyway, (laughs) um, just in case, I feel like it needs to be said. So today I want to just know about what you do and how you do it for people. But more, I'd like to hear your journey getting there. Mm. So, um, So you're in nearby Liverpool and... How did you get into business for yourself and what brought you to the work that you do now? Um, the work that I did on myself brought me to do what I do now. Um, I started my, I, I've worked in the travel industry for 20 years and then I had a breakdown basically. Um, I was always uh, very uncomfortable with myself, very insecure, full of self-doubt, full of Oh gosh, the way it was always kind of manifested for me in the way that I looked. You know, I was always on diets, and and then I I started a job where I actually 
work down south. So I was flying from north to south and staying in a hotel, you know, Monday to Friday in a very stressful job. And I love the job. I was a posh title learning and development executive, which was a trainer for a holiday company. And I loved being a trainer. I loved uh, I loved kind of, you know, helping people to get where they, they wanted to be. I think that became apparent then. But I was just a mess. I was uh, I went on a diet and I stayed there. So I was anorexic, um, eating a very, very rigid kind of I'm doing very rigid diets and doing lots of crazy things, you know, walking miles to get anywhere instead of getting a bus or a train. And oh, just so many crazy, crazy things. When I look back, it was I knew the calorie count of everything. Ask me how many calories was in a banana. I'd be able to tell you, you know, um, and I and I would weigh myself like every Monday when I went to the airport. That's one of the things that I would do is weigh myself. It would go down and down and down and down and down. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was physically ill as well. I was a mess. I was a red hot mess, basically. And I was functioning in the world probably pretty well. I was doing all right at my job. Oh God, but inside I was so unhappy. I was so miserable. Mm, yeah. And then um, two things happened. One of the girls in work was a Reiki master. And we got talking about Reiki and I'd had Reiki maybe, oh God, you know, 10, 15 years earlier. Never thought anything else of it. And she also gave me a book by Lorna Byrne called Stairways to Heaven. And those two things, literally, my spiritual past just landed in my lap from those two things about when was that actually when what how many years ago yeah uh this was about 10 years ago now okay yeah. All right. yeah um so I went for some Reiki and I read the book and in the book at that time I didn't know anything about angels anything esoteric your law didn't know anything about law of attraction anything at all and I read the book and in it you know it's her journey about how she sees angels but she said, you know, you can ask them for help. So I started to ask them for help. I didn't really know what I was doing. It was just like, angels, help me. I don't know what help that I need, but help me. And I knew I needed help, yeah. but it wasn't a doctor's help. You know, please don't get me wrong. We need that at times in our lives. But I knew there was something else. Um, and then from that, um, I met someone else in work who was, who was quite spiritual. And she gave me some books to read. And really from there, I realized that I was in charge of my life. It wasn't life wasn't happening to me. I was creating all of this stuff. And I went on a massive journey of, you know, eating, learning to love myself, eat again, realizing what I wanted to do with my life. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and then eventually I quit, quit my job and set up my own business. So that was that was the very beginning of it. That is <laughs> Wow. Mm. that's huge uh thank yeah. you for sharing that part with us so you got reiki and this beautiful friend gifted you this book mm -hmm. and that's you had this awareness then oh i can fix this and what was it in the book itself or you know what what really or was it all of those things together you know what? I've thought about this many times. I can't remember the moment when I made the decision because for me, looking back, I've made lots. Whenever I make a decision, it's like it, the, there's change going to happen. You know, there's change going to happen. And I can't remember exactly at what point when I went, 
I can't do this anymore. But I must, somewhere subconsciously, it's like, you know, I study A Course in Miracles and it says there is another way. So I must have at some point along the way, around about that time when I was going for Reiki and, and beginning to explore the spiritual journey, that I thought it's got to be a better way than this. I remember thinking that, you know, if I don't quit my job now, I'll never do it because I was 39 then, you know, uh, so but I can't remember the exact point when there was that kind of, right, this. What catapulted you? Yeah. yeah. It was a, probably just a culmination of those two things. And then meeting, you know, the lady who I had Reiki with, she was obviously very spiritual. And so it was, I became more absorbed and aware of, you know, the other way, as it were, the alternative path. So, um, yeah, it kind of sprang from that. And then you mentioned Course in Miracles, which I love that text. But did that come along after you started your journey here into what I call the woo? So I'm just yeah. going to say that. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, no, that I, I knew that that was, uh, you know, because a lot of spiritual teachers talk about it, Course in Miracles, don't they? And I bought the book um, not straight away. I've had the book for many years, but that A Course in Miracles only came in actually quite recently for me okay. because um, I tried it. I couldn't make any sense of it. And yeah. I think A Course in Miracles happens in the right time when you're in, you know, you can, you can, part of you can understand it. So A Course in Miracles came quite a lot later. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. just for the audience, uh, A Course in Miracles is a from what I remember, and you can help me out here, Louise, um, I used to have one and I was looking for it the other day, but it's a text that was channeled yeah. through a woman whose name I cannot remember in the 70s. And it is a pathway to follow for spiritual enlightenment. Yeah, right? it's, yeah, it's it's a it's a course of miracles, how to become a miracle worker. Helen Shuckman was the woman who... Thank you. Um, yeah, Helen Shutman and her boss, uh, Bill Thetford, I think his name was, um, she channeled it. So it's how to become a miracle worker, really. It's all about forgiveness. It's all about forgiveness, really. Literally, it's a course in forgiveness. And yeah, and yeah it's beautiful. And there's more to it. but Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's the whole thing. Yeah. And um, Mary, Marianne Williamson, it, she translated it into a book called Re a return to love, yeah. which is a little easier because when you sit with the Course of Miracles, it's oh. it's similar to reading the Bible in a sense because there's a lot of words around it, and um, you get to absorb what it what I mean by words around it. It's like it's hard to understand sometimes. So you have to take it step by step. So a lot of people do it day by day. They take one court, you know, one lesson a day or something like that so yeah anyway. <laughs> it's, it's written in prose which is because Helen Shopman oh, loved that kind of writing it's written in what's called prose so it, it can be like reading like you know you read a page and I have absolutely no idea what that, that what that was said but there are other books that you know I would recommend if anyone wants to know then just kind of contact you contact me and I can give you some easier ways in and do the lessons first don't read the text go for the lessons first that's yeah. what I do every morning I do a lesson so that's a very very brief <laughs> how to get involved in A Course in Miracles <laughs> yeah and I just wanted to give it a little space and yeah. start it up. But anyway, but that's it's it's helped a lot of people uh, oh work through that. And it's an, it's an incredibly 
for me, life-changing experience is studying the course and something I will do for the rest of my life. I just know that. Oh, so. That's wonderful. Yeah. Mm. And so you, you started on this path and you left your work in travel. And I just want to say, I also was in the travel industry oh, in a very yeah. similar way. <laughs> but um, we talked wow. about that before. But yeah. I lived in D.C. and I managed a travel program. That's right. Yes, I remember you said yes, yes. And I did not work per se in the travel industry, but was around the travel industry yeah. company. But I think that's funny how there's these crossovers, what you're saying. I'm like, Oh, I'm yeah, I get it. No <laughs> anyway, coincidences is the- <laughs> yeah, and, and I was a trainer. And when you were talking about, it, I'm like, that was the part of my job I really enjoyed was training yeah. um, because it was with people and helping them learn and understand something was fun. Yeah. But anyway, so you left that job that you had to travel to do every mm-hmm. week, which yeah. sounds luxurious in a way, but four o'clock starts are never fun, really. So four a.m. starts not good. <laughs> when you have to get on a plane, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I had to get up at four o'clock on a Monday, get to the airport, travel down, do a day's work, and then and stay there for five. And days. stay there, and then and then do a do a journey home on a Friday. So yeah. Oh boy. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> that life you said bye. And um, yeah. <laughs> what what door opened for you then? Well, I, I took a leap, you know, I did that whole I was in such a, a miserable, or I was so miserable, <clears throat> excuse me, position that um I didn't really have any class. I started actually making soap, which is I still do that now. So I have an aromatherapy products business. I'm an aromatherapist. <clears throat> oh wow. but, um I I I'd been doing that. So I had a very small business and I just started uh, training in, uh, I trained in Reiki. So I had a few clients, but I just took the leap. You know, I didn't have any job to go to. I didn't have much of a business, but I thought, you know what? It's got to be better than what I'm doing now. So, excuse me. I, um, yeah, I took the leap and the day, the week that I took the leap, my sister offered me a job in her cafe. So I had a little part-time job to go to. Um, and then really I just built up, um, the soap making business and really then the holistic therapies took over. I trained in massage and reflexology and all sorts of wonderful things. And, um, and then created a a business, you know, I had four, three other therapists working for me at one time. And it was, um, it was, I think, but business for me is the biggest personal development journey ever. You know, I was, um, I didn't make any money for like four years in my business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's the same here. It's, it is because you put yourself on the line when you're running your business. It's you, right? Yeah, it's you. And at the time I was still struggling with an eating disorder, you know, it, it it's not like oh you suddenly start eating and then oh yeah you're all better yeah I had so many wounds to heal like I'm I'm still doing it now and I always will be but I'm you know I'm a lot my business makes money now thank god but um yeah I had a lot of stuff to go to work through a lot of stuff so well, and I think yeah, yeah I'm sorry yeah I you know as somebody who's a healer and in the business and industry like me I think it's really, um, I want to just say here in this podcast episode, you're, you should always be working on yourself in some way, right? It's like, you're not the expert of 
how to be a human. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not enlightened yet. When we're enlightened, maybe we can, you know, we can lay off it a little bit, but we're not enlightened. So until we be enlightened, then we got to work. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think it's important to know that because sometimes we can get into situations with people who are like, well, don't you have the answers? No, <laughs> not all of them. For no. me, I have to work on me, you know, and I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And so you had some wounds and things to work through. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, eating disorders. I wasn't loving myself. I was not loving myself, you know. Uh, and then it's always my theory is you work on something and then, you you know, you clear it. And then you work on something else. Uh, you work on it again at another level. And then you work on it again and another level pops up. And I really yep. like the analogy, but it is like a layer. The onion, you know, is keep going and then, you know, until you can't there's no more layers and then for me that's enlightenment but so yeah there's always always something we can't you know we can't yeah just keep keep working on yourself always we're we've got influences around us so whenever you grow a little bit more there's you know and this is something I learned a long time ago I once was a Mary Kay lady and <laughs> And this is something they said, and now I hear it everywhere. It is, it's funny, but because it helps you frame it. When you yeah. move a new level, you get a new devil. It's exactly. just the way it is. <laughs> it's something to challenge you because yeah. we're growing and learning, right? Yeah, I've had sessions with my coach where, uh, you know, along the way, I've, I did a psychology degree before I had my breakdown, and then I did a year of psychotherapy training. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm very fascinated in why we do what we do. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, before I even started, I can't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> what is your I'm having one with? of those moments where I was like, oh, that was a really good thing. And then I've digressed and I've forgotten what I was going to say. Too. The new level, <laughs> new devil is that's where it. That, that's This is the story. Wait for it, people. It might be worth it. Um, so I, <laughs> I cleared some money stuff, which is one of the hardest things I think to do. And I got in a situation where, you know, there was an abundance of money for me. And I actually had to have a call with my coach and go, I don't know how to handle this. Because that part of me who loved the struggle, there was a part of me that loved having no money, the drama of having no money. Oh, my God, God, pay, uh, uh, all of that stuff had gone. And I didn't know what to do with myself. So wow. me and my coach had to give that part of me uh, something else to do. I had to give it another job, you know. So um, it, it's interesting when you shift what, you know, what happens. You know, it might you might have a physical. Often I have physical. I've just been doing, I'm doing another psychotherapy training at the moment. Something came up for me on Monday and I felt it very physically. I felt it in my chest. I felt like, you know, so... Yeah, it, it fascinates me, all these, you know, this this layers of the onion stuff, fascinating. I have a question about that. Uh, mm. Back when you you went to your coach and said, I don't know what to do with all this money. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Which is such a great story. You know, it's like, <laughs> I want to have that one. What new job did you have to give yourself? That's You said something like that, and I thought it was funny. I have yeah, to give myself like, a new job. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the title that we gave it, but um, it was something along the lines of chief fun investigator. So I had to give it a job of finding fun things to do, places to go, 
how okay. to spend my money basically with your so, money okay yeah so instead of the worry and the stress and the struggle it was like oh what fun things can we do now what can I go oh. how can I go and play where can I go and visit you know so we we gave it um all of that fun stuff to do instead of all the struggle and the rest I of it I love this so much because um money mindset and money blocks are a big thing for anyone like if you oh. want to know your main problems look at how you are with money Oh yeah. Huge. And I can identify with what you just said, the struggle and the drama and will I be able to, you know, and did it, and then get into the worry and the anxiety. Can you come out tonight? No, I don't have enough money. Like you have a victim story and Yeah, I had the victim story. And the weird thing, the the thing that changed the money situation for me, another story, is I did a year of psychotherapy training and it was a journey um called the knowledge where we actually did a process which is what I'm learning at the moment how to take other people through and it's how to change your life script so if you have a problem that you've been trying to change say like money and it's you're not you know you're still struggling with it you're stuck it's often a life script issue which is a story and a, pa a pattern that you've created when you were very small so I did this whole year of training it was wonderful it was the most challenging thing I've ever done on the last day when we had to do the whole life script change I wanted to run and hide part of me well no all of me I uh, wanted to run and hide my palms were sweating it was wonderful change you know that was got over all of that did the thing and then the first thing that changed for me was my money situation but nothing had been mentioned in that year about money my I always say to my clients your money story is not about money yeah. So what I'd done really was cleared some of my kind of worthiness issues. Mm. We never mentioned money. The whole thing was never about money. Money was not even mentioned, but that was the first thing that changed. And it never went back. It never, it never, you know, it, there was always, yeah, since that time, I've always had uh, more, you know, in, more than enough money and savings, you know, more money coming in than going out kind of thing. So Wow. Yeah, um, mm. that was how that changed. I love how you say this. I So I want to say something about this because mm. um, it's beautiful in the sense that you did this inner work and it shifted everything around you because mm. money is something outside of us. And mm. it's it's a barometer, but it's not it's you can attract it into your life. And I see some people out there saying, you know, your money is your net worth is equal to your self-worth, which I have a little problem with because that can get misconstrued. And what I see and hear you saying is, you know, it's about your inner work and then oh. the rest will shift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm making a distinction here because I see people going, well, you must feel poo-poo about yourself. That's why you're not making thousands of dollars. That doesn't sync up with the people who are millionaires or billionaires even on this planet that don't do inner work. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's yeah. kind of a disconnect. I think there's kind of levels of it. I think, you know, we can feel a lot of self-worth in one area and not another. Um, right. And that's, you know, possibly why a lot of people with a lot of money are not particularly happy. Yeah. You know, money doesn't bring happiness. But from A Course of Miracles perspective, projection, um, I always get this wrong, perception is projection. So what we perceive, so if if something is not working in your external world, which is the illusion in A Course of Miracles, but that might, that might sound a little bit too way out, but 
what's okay going here. On, <laughs> what's going on in your head is creating your external world. So if your money situation, if your relationships, if your business, if something is not working externally, you cannot fix it externally. It's like that quote saying, you cannot solve a problem on the same level of thinking that created it. So you look externally, my money situation isn't working. I need to go within to fix that. We can only fix the external by going within. There is no other way. Our ego, ego creeps in here. Ego thinks that we can we can do all of that stuff by forcing and pushing and making and doing and and da-da-da-da. shaming because I think that's when I'm trying to make that distinction. Inner work and doing develop. You, know, you said it a few minutes back. We never once spoke about money in your life script. You know, change, yeah. but that's the results of yeah. working on yourself. That's different than going your net worth is equal to your self-worth and the fact that it's just relabeling things and it it's kind of coming from a blaming, shaming place. That's kind of why. Yeah. Well, the, the ego blames, yeah. shames, compares, and that's like the small part of you that, that believes it's, it's disconnected. It believes it's separate from source. Yeah. And which none of us are, but, and it, and, you know, we have a lot of, uh stuff kind of not I don't want to say against us but you know we come into this world we're brought up in a society which is ego orientated let's face it you know no one grows up and says no one said to me when I was little Louise you are a child of source you're a powerful creator there's always an abundance of money for you and you can go out and create whatever you want I'm not sure there's many people in the world that were brought up and then were you know got that message from the environment around them on the television in yeah you know, right it wasn't a constant message <laughs> yeah so we have a lot of in human design it's called deconditioning we have a lot of deconditioning and I suppose for me the last 10 years has been about deconditioning uh and getting out of that place of and do, just doing the inner work. And I, you know, I didn't do all of that psychotherapy training to change my money story. No. That wasn't the reason. That's not the reason I do any inner work. The, the reason I do inner work, and yes, you know, I coach people this stuff, but I do the work myself, you know. And the reason that I do it is because my life just gets better and better and better mm. and better the more that I do it. And I'm, I've got used to the the fear yeah the fear is going to come up yeah the excuses are going to come up yeah the ego story is going to come up big's going to have a big ego drama oh my god no I don't need to do that no I can't do that oh what will so-and-so think of me if I do that oh you know comparing myself to someone else she's so much better than me oh I need to do another training course blah 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 you know that will all because it does you know that comes up but I just got to the point now where I'm like, yeah, I hear your ego. But I know through my spiritual work that that's not me. It's, yeah. Well, you brought up human design and we've been talking a little bit around this. <clears throat> so how do you help people? <laughs> uh, so what I do basically is... Um, I use everything that I've learned over the last 10 years, which is mainly 
um there's some life script stuff in there so we go we look at your past patterns so we break the patterns I love helping people to educate them about what the ego does how do we manage the ego how do we live with it how can we not let it rule the show so how can we get all parts on board with what you want to create and human design is a big part of that so I'm a holistic mindset coach and I will be a life script coach very soon and um, human design really fits in with that because it shows you, you know, your energetic blueprint. And most people, when I do a human design reading, they they don't know how to use their energy correctly. And they're not actually owning who they are and, and their gifts and talents, which is what a human design reading really says. Oh, yeah, you've got this gate, you've got this channel, you've got that energy center defined, undefined. What does that mean for you? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's decondit. Really, if I could sum it up in one word, I help you decondition and connect to. Well, that's not one word. Deconditioning is one word. But uh, yeah, I help you connect <laughs> to the powerful, magnificent soul that you are and then go out and create whatever you want to create in the world. It's that simple. <laughs> It's that simple. It's take it takes like take you a while to do that, but uh, yeah, it's that. That's amazing. Basically, that's my. I was I was saying to you before. You know, I like to give people wings. Most yeah. people's wings are clipped, and they're only we're only clipping our own wings, really, because yeah, wow. we're in the thick of the ego, and that's it. And there's no wonder, you know, no wonder. Yeah, and see. So- I want to mention the ego thing because uh, mm-hmm. Louise is going to be a guest speaker this month in the Woo House, and she is going to be talking more about taming the ego mm. so you can connect more with your soul. And I can't wait to hear that speech. So if you're interested, uh, sign up here and we'll give you more information. Show notes below. But I, you know, I feel like the dance with the ego is our biggest our biggest problem um, or problem or a problem. It's a challenge. It really, it really does invite you to take a look at it. Why, why is it telling me this? So sometimes Mm. it's got negative self-talk there. Mm. And I mean, I've had so many bouts with it this past week. So (laughs) I mean, you know, and, and the job isn't about getting rid of the ego. It's about, becoming friends with it and understanding what it's really there for wouldn't you say yeah I think yeah I would say that I would say that ego most when you become aware that it's a part of you it's not all of you you know I remember a time when the ego was completely running the show but I was blissfully unaware so when you become aware um you know I had a situation just recently where I had to do something that was quite scary you know and I was creating this big old ego story and I was in it and I and I you know been doing this stuff for a long time until I realized what was going on I was like oh my god and the story it came up with and I think there's a quote out there you know the biggest challenge to you in your business or any in life is is the ego um and so it's learning what it is and course of miracles teaches this as well what it is what it's here to do what it believes uh, and what's the alternative what's the soul's version of you know of the what's which is the opposite more or less of the ego so the more that we can recognize 
when we're in the ego, how the ego operates, we can aware. I'm always saying awareness is key. You can have that awareness. So often I'll teach people, what do we do when that story creeps in? Because it creates these incredible stories, mm. incredible stories. <laughs> you know, you just like a, a, a soap opera and it's yeah. all rubbish, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it is about recognizing it, uh, getting it on board, uh, you know, and and learning to manage it so that it doesn't get in your way. Yeah. That's the thing. Because it know. really can stop you from, well, what you want to create in life and yeah. um, <clears throat> tell you these stories that you believe. And, and I work with clients as well. And mm. you, as an observer, you can always hear it. But when you're yeah. in it yourself, you know, um, the other day, a friend helped me with something. I'm like, oh, I am trying to control the outcome <laughs> of yeah. the how. Yeah. And that's none of my business. I just no. gotta let no. it go, which, you know, no. and that's because we, you know, it's society driven that we make things happen. We don't do that. No. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> it, there's a lot of help. Let's put it that way. And, you know, so I know. Surrender. People- Surrender. Yeah. Now, the ego Surrender. thinks it's in control, but there's only one person that knows the plan, and that's all. So I do a lot of surrender work, I must admit. I'm yeah, it's a... <laughs> it's challenging, I have to say. Like, I like the word surrender rather than letting go, but yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's still the same dance, and I'm not good yeah. at it. Um, I've, you know, I've been getting, so this was on another talk the other day, but I was I'm, I'm having the darndest time with technology and oh. we're in mercury retrograde and, mm. and, uh, I mean, I'm forgetting to put in links. I'm, I'm sending newsletters to the wrong people. It's been like this funny little <laughs> kind of annoying thing that's been going on. And it's, I've been pushing through that instead of just going, oh, I really need to slow down and check my work twice, which is always advisable during Mercury retrograde because um, yeah. just quickly, Mercury retrograde is the planet Mercury is appearing to go backwards and yeah. around us backwards, which affects us on a cosmic level in the way of technology and communication <laughs> problems. And that's a different topic altogether, but that was just a quick summary of Mercury retrograde. But also we can put a lot of things, we can place the blame on other things. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what surrender really shows you is, oh, no, you're just trying to do it your way. And this is the, you know, in rushing and trying to get everything done and not giving yourself time. And I mean, that's those were the lessons I got out of that. Yeah, the great, great lessons to learn. But yeah, yeah, it's um, we we think we're a little ego thinks it's in control. And of course, yeah. And and still, I'm still making. (laughs) Maybe I just need to stop writing emails this week. (laughs) The end. Maybe, um, maybe, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Just take a break and go read a book. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and sometimes it's not convenient, right? Like. I can feel it right now, the resistance, like, oh, you've got this, this, and this to do. And that's the beauty of having your own business. You make the rules, you decide. And sometimes I, and like you said, sometimes we're clipping our own wings. Yeah. And and that's the way we do it is we head our way through it instead of 
listening to our body and following our hearts more. Yeah. Well, human design, you know, no decision is made in the head in human design. It's made through your strategy and authority, which is different for everyone. I won't go into that too much that now, but um, for me in business, it's all about you finding what works for you, ignoring mm -hmm. what any business coach or anyone tells you, you should be doing it this way. No, <laughs> you should be learning how to do it your way i'll take the word short out of that it's an yeah. invitation learn how to do it your way you know so many people come here saying oh i think i need to be doing pinterest and this and blogs and no right. no no what do you look you know there's oh gosh this is a whole other podcast talk that yes. i can do on but yeah it's about learning to find how you do it your way and yeah. human design helps you do that with flow and ease rather than force and push you know so yeah you you've you've told me a few things about mine and and mm. now I'm seeing it and I'm like oh yeah because I also like to be very creative mm. and so when people tell me you can't you know you shouldn't do this 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 and this I'm like well first of all my little rebellious side goes who yeah. says I can't whatever mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. and then about a month later I'm like oh well yeah maybe I did one too many things but also it's how I approach it. I have to approach it from a different place and um, make it not a chore. Like I have to get this out right now or I won't get the clients kind of feeling. It has to be fun and just for creating. <clears throat> well, say for you, it's a sacral response, isn't it? With human design. So it's got to light you up. Yeah. Uh, if it lights you up, then you've got the sacral energy behind you, which is the power force of energy in, in a chart. And and then it's all going to work out flowy and easy and whatever you want is going to drop into your lap when we're forcing and pushing. I think for anyone, any human, whoever, whatever human design type you are, you know, the force and push strategy for me is no longer valid. I'm sorry. We've oh, got to start doing it a different way. The force and the push and all of that stuff, you know, we can do it a different way if we get out of our own way. So if we stop clipping our wings, you know, the amount of things that have happened to me recently, I've manifested a business mentor, I've manifested uh, help in my business for free, someone to work for me. Business mentor was free, helping my business for free. Um, Darn. <laughs> something else happened as well. Uh, oh, I'm doing a, uh, a course from my local university that is um, a strategic leadership and management course for free. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can do all this shit when you find your ease and flow and alignment. And that's what I'm all about helping people to do. Wow, Louise, you have so much to share. That's awesome. I'm like, well, let's start talking about that now. <laughs> but I think we, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to do a couple of series just to get some of this stuff out. But yeah. I want to, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today on guided here and sharing a lot of things. Uh, we've, we've gone over your journey, how you got here, the, what you help people with, but most, what I really loved is how you, you did the work yourself first mm. and, and you continue to do like, it's not a, it's not the end point, right? Mm -hmm. Hello. I'm, an enlightened being. <laughs> yeah. The, the ego thinks, no, you know, I'm there. I'm done. I've worked on that. I'm fine now. That's the ego. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. We're never done. And I yeah. like that because that means we're growing and learning and, and I learned a lot today. So I really yeah, appreciate thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful chatting to you today. So thank you. Thank you. Were you inspired by today's guest? Well, I have some great news. This guest will also be an expert speaker in the community, the Woo House. They won't be talking on the same topic as today because this is their origin story, but they will be featuring some part of their expertise with us. Are you interested? Drop down into the show notes and find my email and I will send you all the details about the Woo House. But before you go there, let me give you a little bit about it. The Woo House is a community that is private and is made for highly sensitive empaths and intuitively gifted women or those who identify as women. What's really special about this community is it's a created safe space so that everyone can feel seen, supported, and celebrated. If you've been stifled in your own intuitive gifts or you want to get back and have a regular practice but also a community who will support you in it, then this might be the place for you. Find my email address in the show notes, sign up so that you can see this speaker and meet more like-spirited women just like you. Hope to meet you soon.